Hello guys, uh, so, sorry again, we tried to do the instant reaction in the car, uh, for Solo, a Star Wars story, and while our takes were quite hot, the audio recording, uh, not quite as much, so, uh, sorry about that, um, we're going to give you the best audio we can, but that's just going to be a lot of, uh, weird audio. Ryan's audio is good. Mine is going to sound uh, a little bit quiet and muffled, but it's there. And then if you stick around, you're going to get some good Deadpool content. So uh, check that out. Thanks, guys. Welcome back to Caught Monologuing. I'm Ryan Kunzer. And I'm Errol Tonic. And yet again, we are recording our hottest takes right off the bat for you. We're all fresh from the theater. Yes, we just saw Solo, a Star Wars story. A Star Wars story. Yep, I that, that words. one. Words mm -hmm. are good. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah, so we just saw, we just got out of the theater. Um, so we're going to talk about Solo for a little bit, and then we're going to get back and finish up Solo Talk, and then we're going to get into Deadpool 2. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I think we're going to do full spoilers, because why not? Yeah. Um, and then... Deadpool 2, that conversation will, uh, there's a child warning, uh, explicit content, because I feel like if we're going to talk about Deadpool, we, we, we should talk about Deadpool. Yeah, we should um, do it in Deadpool style. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's, let's get into Solo. Alright. Ryan, what are your initial thoughts? Initial thoughts. Um, overall, yeah. decent movie. Um, it felt like a decent Star Wars movie, a little bit of, you know, a Fast and the Furious car chase scenes, and only this time they're spaceships or whatever, you know, um, you know, the beginning felt very rushed to me, but once they got into it, I bought into it a little better, mm -hmm. I think, um, we can save the, the teaser thing for later, but overall, what were your thoughts? Uh, so I think I am a little bit more muted on this movie. I like it's a fine movie. Mm -hmm. It was fine. I thought, um, I, I, you know, the, as far as the, the story goes, I agree. It was a little bit hard for me to get into at the beginning. Yeah. Um, but I would say, for me, it was harder for me to get back into it. Okay. I kind of did, but like not. Fully. Yeah. And I think that kind of hurt my viewing experience mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, like, it, it, again, it's not that it was a bad movie. It was a fine movie. Yeah, it, it didn't stand out to me in any particular way. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed it while I watched it. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, enjoyable things that came with this movie. A lot of cool space chases and stuff. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah. So, actually, before I, I get into my, my full thoughts, uh, -huh. uh Ryan, what did you think of the Solo, Han Solo? What did you think about the performance, character, and all that stuff? Um, I mean, he's no Harrison Ford. Mm -hmm. Um, but... And I'm glad he did not do a Harrison Ford impression, but he yeah. did a solo impression, I think, 
fairly well enough. Um, he he had the swagger. He looked good in the vest. You know, with the with, with the jacket. You know, with the uh, the low slung gun. You know, he looked the part. You know, I think I didn't have too much problems with him. Did you? So, my biggest problem with this movie. Yeah. Uh, is with the character of Han Solo. How so? Not with the actor. Oh, okay. I thought the actor was good. I thought he did, did the part as best he could. I was totally, I was buying into his version of Solo and all that stuff. However, I thought this movie just didn't really get Solo, or at least where I thought where where I thought Solo should have been at the end of this movie, or even at the beginning of this movie. Uh huh. Han Solo is a character that like. You know, he cares about other people, but, like, he has to be, like, he's the best. And, and that, like, he, he acts like he's the best. He's super confident, over-optimistic. Yeah. And all that stuff. And I feel like... And, and, and also, it's not that he cares about... He doesn't care about other people. It's that he cares, you know, a little bit more about himself. Yeah. And I think what Star Wars did, you know, episode four. Yeah. That movie, like, took this character that was, like, I'm all about myself and maybe a little bit chewy. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, at the very end, when he came back, that was, he grew as a character. Yeah. And this movie, it showed that that, that character was inside of him all along, and that actually wasn't really growth. He was just suppressing it so he could seem cool or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like... I don't know. I think Kira leaving him at the end is that, that oh, I care about this person and did all these things and it, you know, and I got hurt instead. So I can see how he gets to how he starts at A yeah, New Hope. I, I mean, like, so I can see that too, but I think in order for him to get to the total, I don't care about anyone, he has to be broken. I didn't really feel like he was broken. Like, I, I felt like he, you know, was hit and he was sad. But he helped all these people out, and after helping those people out, it's not like he was like that was that was great for him, but like not. But then his heart was broken, but also it wasn't really. I don't know. I just I didn't feel like it, there was enough of a break for him for his whole you know life to. Yeah, I don't know. Serve. I think him killing Beckett kind of was him breaking because I don't see. Solo at the beginning of this movie shooting Beckett but by the end of it you know after being betrayed twice I I, I think my point is that Solo should have started the movie being able to to get Beckett the whole time I was watching this movie I wanted Solo to be Solo and I think this movie was a transformation from normal person into Solo and then from Solo and and then in Star Wars from Solo into Uh you know Han Solo like the character that I mean, if he had started like that, he wouldn't have an arc, and I don't think that would make a very compelling story. I, honestly, I think the arc should have, I mean, I also think the arc was a little bit convoluted, and all, all over the place, a little bit too much Star Wars, Uh huh. that makes sense. I kind of went into this movie expecting a heist movie, maybe somewhere in, like, the oceans, you know, just bad, like, bad guys doing, like, cool stuff. Yeah. You know that we're, we're not necessarily rooting, but we're rooting like kind of for these, you know, 
morally ambiguous or not ambiguous, just bad people. Yeah. Like I, that's what I kind of wanted from it. I wanted Han Solo to be like a gaining ocean type character in this movie. Yeah. And he turned more into a Robin Hood. It was it was much more of like a Robin Hood, like a, a good guy who gets his heart broken and then I just it's not what what I. You know. I yeah. I don't think it's that, that it's the emotional arc. I don't think is the one that necessarily fits with Han Solo is, you know, but, but before he gets into the Star Wars stuff, if that makes sense. Uh, I don't know. I, I I understand what you're saying, and I agree I was expecting more of a heist kind of movie and not so much a character kind of movie, but yeah. I'm not disappointed because I think the action that they did have was still satisfactory, and there was... You know, a couple parts that were heisty enough for me. Well, so I'm, I'm not even talking about in terms of the action. Because the action was going to be fine regardless. Mm-hmm. I think what I wanted out of it, you know, like Ocean, I wanted to think, oh, Hansel is one of the coolest characters ever. Yeah. Like, there's a reason why in the original Star Wars movies he's, he was everyone's favorite. Yeah. And I wanted this to just be like, this guy is one of the coolest people around. Kind of like going back to the, the Ocean's comparison, kind of like how, you know, George Clooney is yeah. the coolest person. Like, I, I, I wanted I guess that type of Han Solo. Mm-hmm. And I think it might be a little bit unfair of me to have put those expectations on the movie. Yeah. Per se. But, I mean, I just, I, I think I don't know. It's I, 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 I feel like kind of his arc in this movie invalidates some of his arc in New Hope and not like he grew as a person. It's just he just went back to how he used to be, and I think that's that's still growth. I don't know. It's still growth. I just I think it's just not as strong growth. And I still I still think there's another chapter or two in between where we see him. I guess get more Han Solo. Yeah. More detached and stuff. Yeah, I think you know not having not doing a Rogue One and leading literally seconds before A New Hope, you know, they, they have that space for for the audience to see what happens next, yeah. you know, as the references to Jabba the Hutt and things like that. Um, and I appreciated that uh, just because it left left the space and you could see... You know, I, I, it I, pointed I, in direction. I mean, I, I, but, I think there is room for, I guess, the character to be more what I I mean, it's I, I feel kind of that I, not necessarily that I'm in the wrong, but I feel like I guess prejudging a movie and all that stuff isn't necessarily the right way to go about watching a movie. Yeah, and I usually don't do that. And it was just with this character of Han, it was just kind of it took me out of the movie how uh-huh. nice of a guy he was. Yeah, he was making all of the nice guy choices except for when he shot Beckett at the end. Which, by the way, I laughed at because Han finally shot first. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, I am positive that was on purpose. Oh, it totally was. Yeah, which I, I, uh, I'm, I'm glad they did it and then didn't reference it. Yes, no, I, I, I appreciated that a lot. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, throughout the movie, it was a little bit distracting for me that Han Solo was... Was the good guy? Yeah, he was the good guy for the entire movie. Even when he shot Beckett, it was still the good guy. Mm-hmm. 
to get the dimes to give it back. Not the diamonds, whatever they, whatever the coaxium. The, yeah, coaxium. Uh, give that back to the uh, rebels that are trying to take down the empire. Like I, he did a good. That, that was a good guy thing, and that was after he already left um, Kira. Yeah. And like I guess he saw Kira fly away, but like. He didn't look that much broken up about it. And then the next thing we saw was him just gambling and having fun with Lando. You were expecting... or What you wanted was for Han to beat the Lando here. Kind of. Because Lando came out looking cool as hell. Yes. Oh, sorry. People are honking behind us. Oh. It's fun. Um, <laughs> they're honking at me. No, they're just waving at each other. Because that's something you should do on the road with other drivers. Yeah, definitely. Um, no, but uh, like I'm, I'm kind of with you. I just feel like, also on top of that, I feel like Han didn't really grow in this movie. Like we didn't really see the growth to. Like I agree, there was a little bit to like to the shoot first, but it was still just a good guy doing good things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it should have been an indifferent guy doing, you know, stuff to benefit himself, and then. You know, either start with a good guy doing good things and then tear him to the ground. Yeah. Or uh, just have him, you know, be cool and, you know, make it just a fun, cool heist movie like an Ocean's movie. Mm-hmm. So I think that... I don't know. I just think it, it, it missed the mark in that regard. Okay. So that's what I have to say. But also Lando's cool. Yeah. Lando is very cool. Yeah. I, I mean, I think right now Donald Glover and anything just turns into, you know, Donald Glover, which is, I think at this time, at this rate, better than gold. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, right now. So, question for you. Yes. Donald Glover or Michael B. Jordan? I would give uh, the edge to Michael B. Jordan. Okay. I, I thought there were times during this movie, and this is really the only, I guess, the, the, the main thing separating them, at least for me. There was time in this movie where Donald Glover was maybe a little bit too 70s, 80s cool guy. Uh huh. Like, not that that's, that's a bad thing, because that's the character. In, is in that just because he was wearing a Hawaiian shirt at the end? No, but. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, like, I felt like he was a little too. It was like a couple of moments where he got a little too character, caricature Yeah. And, you know, like, it, it worked and fit with the character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I would also say Donald Glover's moment right now is better than Michael B. Jordan's right now because he's just everywhere he's in yeah. solo he's in uh, music videos me, he has his, his uh, music video for this is America which is awesome and he has uh, Atlanta which just finished their second season mm-hmm. uh, and like he's you know in talks to be in uh, a whole bunch of things um, Black Panther 2 is uh, apparently it's been rumored that uh, Ryan Cooper wants him to be the villain of Black Panther 2 ooh um, Yes, so thank you, Internet, for that. <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't know. Uh, like, he's just, he's everywhere right now. He's definitely having a moment. I think if I'm casting a, a movie, I think between those two, I'd go with Michael B. Jordan, but at the same time, it's it, it's really a win-win situation. Yeah. You can't lose with either one of them. If those are your options, I you're mean, in a good spot. Like, like, I think, I, I appreciate you bringing up the comparison, because I think those two right now are... Too. Yeah. So, it's I. He's he's awesome. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. 
Uh, so what? So speaking of Lando, uh-huh. transitioning something, almost Lando. What do you think of the droid? L three. L three. She was cool. I liked her. Yeah. Uh, as a character and her, you know, moment of becoming part of the ship and mm-hmm. starting the rebellion and everything. You know, it was a good comic relief at a moment that needed it and moved the plot forward. Did you have strong feelings about it? Um, not necessarily strong, but I think um, it was hard for me to buy into the movie. When she showed up, that's when I started getting into it. Ah. Because uh, I, I just thought that her character was super funny. Uh-huh. Um, just having a robot care about robot rights is... Yeah. And just, it's just <laughs> the premise of that alone is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and just... And uh, something people have complained about about the Star Star Wars universe too. Yeah, no, yeah. I, it just I think it was really well done. Phoebe Waller Bridge did an awesome job. It just I think thought it was I thought it was good. Um, the one thing that I would say is uh, I'm not super happy that they killed her off, and or I guess incorporated her into the ship. Yeah. However, they did that. I feel like it was a little bit too quick to. Yeah. Emotional weight. I I agree. Yeah. And you know also other deaths and things that happened. Mm-hmm. And even with the Kira's turn, I don't think there was enough excuse me, an emotional weight that happened. Like, and, and not, there wasn't enough I guess for me to care when many of these things happened. Yeah, I think especially with Kira's turn, yeah. you know, it it was supposed to be like a very heavy moment and it was, but it was not as heavy as I think they wanted it to be. Especially because they put in the... I wouldn't even say it was a heavy moment. And that's why it doesn't sit well with me. Mm Mm-hmm. So, that being said, that, um, the scene at the end of the movie, uh, when they're at, uh, Paul Bettany's office. Yeah. I forget the name. When they're visiting Vision. Yeah, when they're visiting Vision with all of his facial scars, which is what I'm assuming is the result of Thanos crushing his face. Um, I would assume, yeah. Yeah. Also, Infinity Wars. Uh, <laughs> whoops. Um, but yeah, it's like in that scene, there were like I want to say eight different twists. Yeah. It was like they're gonna do a plane, but oh no, Kira turned on them. Wait, it wasn't Kira. It was. Uh, it was Beckett. It was yeah, yeah, Beckett. I was just gonna go Woody Harrelson because I constantly forget his character's name. <laughs> um, but it was Beckett, and then like. Oh no, Beck! It, it oh no, we planned around. it. Yeah. And then it's like this is fake, and the stuff on the ground—that's the real stuff. Uh, so it turns out you didn't get cross. Then it turns out that it was up here the whole time, and then Beckett had a gun, and then they fought, and then what was it? And then so so it was Solo versus Vision, uh, and then Kira was like, "What side is she on?" It's like, "Oh no, she's." <laughs> And then she's about to kill Solo, and like, you know what? Never mind. I'm going to kill, you know, Vision. And then mm-hmm. he kills Vision, and then he's like, "Okay, cool. Let's leave and, and be happy and stuff." And he's like, yeah, let's do that. Let me just grab some some, some things. I'll meet you with you later. And then Darth Maul. Yeah. So, Darth Maul, <laughs> yeah. alive with robot legs, of course. Yes. Uh, because cutting things off in the stars Star Wars universe does not mean that you die. You just get robotic versions of those limbs. Yes. Yeah. So. We have Darth Maul. Kira's going to go join him yes. as his lieutenant or something along those lines. Something like that, yeah. Thoughts. 
So I'm happy that Darth Maul is back because then we can see some cool Darth Maul stuff. But as far as how it serves this movie, I found it stupid and unnecessary. Yeah. It didn't make sense. Like, they're throwing it in just so fans can get excited about the next movie. Like, I guess, but, like, also, no. Yeah, I was very confused by his presence at first, and then I remembered that there's this whole trilogy that's coming up that I suspect he will be a part of. Uh, are, are you referring to the uh, uh, Ryan Johnson yeah. trilogy? Yeah. But, like, I don't, even, I, I don't even think that's related to this. I mean, I, don't think. I can't imagine he's going to be in the main... Star Wars. Well, I, I, my guess is that they're doing a, a solo. I don't know if it's a trilogy, but at least they're going to keep going with these characters. Because they, they left it open for these characters to yeah. continue. You know, different than uh, Rogue One, which they did not leave <laughs> for the characters to yeah. live on. But... but Both in terms of life and time. Exactly. But So, I I mean, I think these these guys are all going to be back. I'm positive they signed on um, Alden and... I don't know. I didn't... I think they signed him to a, a multi-movie deal. So it's not like that's just the end of Solo and he might pop up in the, uh, uh, what's it called? The, the the one Boba Fett movie. Yeah. But also, fun fact, they have the director for the Boba Fett movie. Yeah, I saw. James Mangold, the guy that did Logan, and I'm very excited for that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't see Sol- or Han and Chewie coming back for another movie I think they're they seem pretty like lined up for where you know with their references to to Jabba and stuff and they kind of hit all the beats that we know that they hit before uh, A New Hope I don't know whether they uh, whether they're going to be coming back I think I, I could definitely see them more maybe popping in in the Boba Fett movie but if they fight Darth Maul again I don't see how that can be a big thing and it not be mentioned you know in the main Star Wars movies I think if someone's got to fight Darth Maul it's got to be off to the side yeah I mean they're not going to fight Darth Maul in the main I guess Star Wars Mm -hmm. the the Skywalker saga whatever it's called not, not, not in any of the numbered ones. Yeah. Which I guess Rogue One's numbered, but that's... Never mind. <laughs> Just getting confused. Uh, no, but I think... I don't know. It's I, 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 I feel like these characters are going to live on. I feel like we're going to get more Kira, and with more Kira, the natural, I guess, follow-up is a solo versus Kira. Now that they're both clearly on different sides, mm-hmm. how does that play out? And I see that, you know happening. I don't know. I'm not convinced. I'm not... I don't think there's going to be a solo too. I think maybe he'll show up in the Ryan Johnson trilogy or another anthology movie because a Ben Kenobi movie and Yoda apparently is still on the table. So... Yeah. Well, I I mean, the reason why I'm saying and why I'm relatively adamant that there's going to be another solo movie is because... That is funny. It's another story. <laughs> oh, whatever. Um, the reason Duo. why I am adamant is because, like I said, I feel like Solo hasn't been broken down to where he needs to be uh-huh. before episode four. I'm not sure we're going to get that to your satisfaction. I think you're probably right, but I think 
I, I, I am pretty sh- there I think there needs to be more and I think if there was another um, even if it's not a solo movie but like another movie where like it's solos one of the characters so like a solo versus character because there's a whole bunch of stuff in the yeah. comics that they could take from yeah I could see him showing up in the Ryan Johnson trilogy you know if that's where Darth Maul and Kira are headed him being a part of that and getting the Kira versus solo because that would be cool to see uh, so I, I, I don't guess know. if that's in that trilogy then sure if this movie is a I guess the precursor for the Ryan Johnson trilogy that'd be interesting yeah I don't think that's the case I don't think they would have given uh you know lord and miller um i guess the reigns and then ron ron howard like if if it was going to be ryan johnson's trilogy when they were uh going back to do the the reshoots and had to bring in a new director i would assume they would probably have ryan johnson in there the whole time also ryan johnson wrote and directed episode eight uh-huh. He was not involved in this movie whatsoever. I feel mm-hmm. like if this was a precursor to his thing, he would be very involved and at the very least be an executive producer, which he was not. Fair. But, I, again, I just don't see a solo two. It might It might not be a solo two. It, it, it might be um, a Ch- Chewbacca movie. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. I, I, mean, I, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be a solo two, but I think there are going to be... It might even be a Darth Maul movie where we also get some stuff from Solo. Maul, a Star Wars story? That, I think, if, if that's, if there's not going to be another Solo movie, I could see there being, like, a Maul movie where we get a Kim and Kira mm-hmm. and stuff. And I would, because, like, I, I don't know, it's, I might just be disappointed and wanting to see more Solo get to where he needs to be, but. Yeah, I, I feel like there should be more in that story. He's he's not. There, there's another step or two before he gets to episode four. He needs to be yeah. broken down. I think he needs to have a scene where, like, he faces Kira, and like, says, "Why'd you do that?" And she was like, "Cause I'm looking out for a number one." And he was like, "But but I love you." And then she's like, "Nope." And then she tries to kill him. And then he's like, "Oh no!" And then then he has to kill her and mm-hmm. that's going to be heartbreaking but then he also can't trust anyone else Yeah, and I think that's honestly that's where I wanted this I think if they change that last scene to rather than just killing Paul Bettany it it had Solo you know have to at least try to kill Kira Yeah, that would have at least gotten him into some somewhere closer to where I wanted him to be mm-hmm. um, I, 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 need, I needed him to be broken and shattered and you know, in in a place where I could see him shutting himself off from, you know, the rest yeah. of... Yeah, I, I agree. From, from caring about people. I agree we didn't get to see that in this movie, but I think the difference between us is I'm okay with not seeing that and them just implying that this is the direction he's now on and you actually want to see that, see the moment. Yeah, but I, and I, I think my critique isn't that I'm fine with not seeing because I would have been fine with not seeing it if this movie was... You know, maybe a little bit lighter, maybe a little bit more, and like the always going back to the oceans movie because I, that's kind of what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't actually think it was going to be exactly like that, but like I also kind of thought it was going to be a little <laughs> like that. In hindsight, I, was, I thought it was, I thought it was going to be more like that than I actually did when I was thinking about it before. Mm-hmm. But like an, an Italian job or like something like that, where it's just a bunch of cool bad guys stealing stuff. Yeah. That's kind of what I thought. Whatever. Um, I thought this movie should have either taken it to 
a little bit lighter place with one of those cool bad guys stealing stuff, mm-hmm. um, or taking it to a, uh, I guess, more emotional place where you need it to be able to like break down those walls. I thought this movie was in the middle. Uh-huh. Which I'm not sure if that's because they had to switch creative teams in the in the middle of the production. Uh, yeah, bring in Ron Howard. Like I thought, the movie, the mo- movie was coherent from beginning to end in terms of like the story and stuff. Yeah, at least to some extent. Uh, and I think that's credit goes to Ron Howard for making it seem like a cohesive yeah movie. And I think that's great. I just think there's there are some issues. I could potentially see why uh, Kevin Kennedy got upset with Lord and Miller with how the story was going. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, I'm kind of thinking that she kind of thought, here's my theory. Okay. I think she thought, similarly to how I thought that it was going to be like a fun heist movie. Yeah. Lord and Miller did it and they were going to have, and they were doing it with a more serious, mm-hmm. more whatever tone. Uh that that would have led to that really big dramatic last scene. And she was like, no, this is supposed to be fun. Why isn't it fun? And they were like, well, no, we're doing this. And then she was like, well, let's bring in someone else. Yeah. And they brought in Ron Howard who can make a fun movie. Mm-hmm. But I think because of that. Yeah. Uh, it ended up in the middle. I think that's my guess. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All right, well, we've decided that we don't know things. Yes. So let's go not know things in a better-sounding environment. I think we sound pretty good. You think so? Well, I don't know. I haven't actually listened to this yet, so we'll see. Fair enough. See you in three seconds. Bye. Hello, welcome back to NPR. I'm your host, Ryan Kutzer. This is sitting next to me is Errol Koenig. Say hello, Errol. Hi, Ryan. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, Errol has recently released his new book. Uh, Errol, would you care to tell the listeners about it? I will. Thank you, Ryan. So I've recently had a fascination uh, with the different types of Ethiopian cuisine in downtown Detroit. So I went to. (laughs) (laughs) You got me because the one time that I had Ethiopian cuisine was the night that I spent puking. No. (laughs) So good. All right. Well, I think this wasn't necessarily supposed to be in the podcast, but I think this is a good part to pick up part two. Fair enough. Yeah. Um,. So yes, three seconds has has come and gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have talked about Solo. I think that pretty much in the car. I think that pretty much wrapped up all of our opinions and thoughts. Yep. At least for now. Till we see it another couple times. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about Deadpool. All right, Deadpool two. two. Deadpool yes. two. Which the the squeakquel. <laughs> very good movie. Yes. Uh, in my very good movie, I am referring to both Deadpool 2 and Alvin and the Chipmunks. The, the squeakle. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, Ryan. Errol. Yes. Hi. Hi. Welcome back to Cop Monologuing. Thank my you. name is Ryan Kunzer. No, we already did this part. Oh. Remember in the car? Wow. That was like three whole seconds ago. I know. That's when we left. And now. Yeah. It's been a couple more because we've been recording <laughs> for a minute, too. Um, 
But yes, Deadpool 2, Ryan, thoughts? I very much enjoyed this. Yes. I'm sh- From what I've heard, most people found this just as enjoyable as the first one. Mm-hmm. I found it more enjoyable just because it wasn't a superhero origin story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they could get a little more creative, and they certainly did. Playing mm-hmm. with cable and time travel and Domino having cool powers mm-hmm. and Peter. Yes. Peter. Peter. Oh, actually, before we actually go further, mm-hmm. um, I sh- should point out, we mentioned this in the very beginning of the episode, but yes. also this is Deadpool uh, rated R for very good reasons. And I think our discussion should also follow suit. Um, so if you are a little kid, please turn the podcast off. Um so you don't hear us cursing and talking about inappropriate things, such as penises. Yes. Also, if you're a little kid, uh, you should not have watched this movie in the first place, in which case this is also a spoiler warning. Yes, yeah, full spoilers. Um, yeah, it's it's all out in the open, just, just, just like penises. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, just little tiny kid penises. Well, I, the, the kid penis, those, those weren't the ones that were out. I, I, I do not associate this podcast with child penises. Well, I don't know how to tell you this, but there was a child penis in Deadpool. Well, okay, so fine. One child <laughs> penis, but it was on a grown man. That's true. H- half grown. Three three quarters grown man. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so yeah, you were saying your reactions to Deadpool. Um, yeah. Very funny. Yes. Uh, the good cast of characters now. Mm-hmm. They have... A family. It was a family movie after all. Mm-hmm. It was a family movie. He got his moment where he one-upped Logan by killing off Deadpool. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, it feels like so long ago I watched this. It was less than a week ago. But so much has happened since then. That's fair. I mean, I've also seen this movie twice, so I might be a little bit more prepared. That's fair. Um, what did you think of it? You clearly liked it enough to see it twice. Yes. Uh, so I agree with pretty much everything you said. This movie, I would say probably in terms of quality, is on par with the first one. Mm-hmm. I would say the story is very much more so my kind of story. Yeah. Uh, as I've talked about probably way too much on this podcast, <laughs> I love family stories. And this movie was a motherfucking family story. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was great. The humor was on par with the first one so no complaints there um i thought the cast in in this movie was as good Mm -hmm. uh i mean it was basically the same cast as the first one yeah um i thought the bad well so the thing is in i was gonna say the bad guy in this movie but there isn't really a bad guy in this movie yeah because it's a bunch of complicated characters with complicated motives that change and these characters are complex and i think that's actually something that's really good about this movie versus yeah you know the the other uh the first deadpool which is just francis who's a meanie who yes likes to make mutants yeah the, um the only bad guy was yeah. the guy who ran the asylum. yeah so there is the yeah. the guy that ran the asylum but really that's he wasn't who they were fighting it was yeah either deadpool versus cable or uh you know Deadpool and Cable versus Hot Hands. Um, yeah. And it's just really, or also, you know, this is full spoilers. Also, Deadpool and Cable and Colossus versus Juggernaut. 
Yeah. Because Juggernaut's in this movie. That was cool. That was great. Yes, I think that was, I think first time around, my favorite part of the movie. Mm-hmm. When Juggernaut popped out. Because, like, I saw just a little glimpse of, like, the side of his head, I think, at, or, like, just a small part of him. Yeah. And I was like, wait, is that who I think it is? Mm-hmm. And I, like, is that Colossus? But, like, we couldn't tell. It was still another couple minutes before he like, punched through or, and exploded the bridge with the truck. And yeah. People went flying. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was, I I was very, very I was very happy. happy. It was yeah. like the type of thing. It's like that's that's Colossus. Did they did they get Colossus? Are they going to actually do that in this movie? Mm-hmm. And and then they they did it. They did it. And they did it. Mm-hmm. They really did it. They they went they went for it. They got another X Men. Yes. Well, an X Men bad guy. True. Yes. Although brothers with. The X Men, yeah, Charles or the X Man, Charles Xavier, the X himself, yes, who donated his wheelchair for the occasion yes. and his hat. Yeah, oh, I mean, technically there was a bunch of X Men in this movie, but they were all in a room and <laughs> uh, trying to avoid Deadpool and uh, the rest of yeah the story. Um, yeah. which was a fun cameo. By the it way. was, yeah, um, yeah, but I, and I think to sum up all of my ramblings about this movie. Uh, <laughs> It was it was really good. It, I like this one a lot more than the first one. Yeah. Um. I think humor wise, it's as good, maybe a little bit mm-hmm. less funny, but the the heart and the story of this one, I think, is a better story, and I also think uh, it's just better for me. Yeah. And I was very happy with it. Everyone like everyone knew when the cast was perfect for what they needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um. I would say the only thing that made me upset about the new cast was that a bunch of them weren't in it for longer. I kind of liked that. No, no, I agree. Yeah. I'm with you. I thought that was a really good twist mm-hmm. that I didn't see coming, and I thought it worked well for the movie. I just, I like Terry Crews. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, no, and I've, I've, you know, again, of course I'm referring to the X-Force, Yeah. Uh, who when they parachuted down to save the kid, immediately all died. Yeah. Yes, except for Deadpool and Domino. And Domino. And I guess Peter lived for like a minute That's before true. he tried to save someone and get acid vomit yeah. all over him. He survived. He landed. Yes. And then he did his X-Force duty and sacrificed himself for the team. Yes. With the team. Unsuccessfully, however. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which was real rough. Yeah. Real rough for him. It was a, it was a sad moment. Sad moment for Peter. Mm-hmm. But he's the best, so. He is. Um, yeah. Uh, I think you got, you know, likewise, you got the family stuff out of this movie that you really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. The thing that I like, or I guess on par with, like, you like family things, I like being surprised by the plot of a movie. Sure. Um, you know, especially in the age of superhero, lots of superhero movies. Yeah. Uh, having something be different. I very much enjoy and Deadpool did that at every turn and some turns mm-hmm. you, you, that they didn't need to but did because it's Deadpool and killing off the X-Force was like that you know after hyping it up in the trailer and then just having them you know say JK we're just going to keep Domino yeah. you know I enjoyed that very much yeah no, I, I I thought it it worked really well for the movie just they got rid of Brad Pitt so soon. 
Well, he was only in there for, you know, flashes. Well, I, I'm i not positive. <laughs> I think there's a chance that he was, I guess, in the green screen suit with, like, the parachute. Because, like, they didn't credit anyone else. I'm sure they got some other stunt double other than the one part where he got electrocuted. But probably. Uh, still, Brad Pitt. <laughs> Brad Pitt was finally in a superhero movie. Yeah. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, just, I I thought that that was great, and I thought Domino is awesome. Oh, she's and, great, and needs to be in every future Deadpool movie. I'm gonna go X Men movie. I would love her to be in an X Men movie too. Yeah. Uh. However, I don't know how much longer. Uh. That's that's true. That will be <laughs> happening. Yeah. Because I think Deadpool might survive the Disney-Fox merger. I don't know if the X-Men, yeah. as they currently stand, mm-hmm. will, um, which is also something. You know what? This movie... Okay, I'm complete tangent right now. This movie yeah. disproved my theory that that a Deadpool could have uh, taken place in the MCU. Why is that? Because the X-Men, even if just oh, a cameo yeah. were in this movie. Yeah. And that, that ruins my theory. Uh but I think it still, still works. Mm-hmm. Like they can still fudge it and keep Brian Reynolds when yeah they eventually merge. When we get merge the brand, Deadpool kills the MCU. Yes, I I still think that's that would be perfectly done. And also, I think the beginnings of that were kind of or the groundwork of that was laid in the end credits. Yeah, of this movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, let's actually talk about. I think the movie. Itself. I think you know what I realized. This What's that? another another tangent, but this is about podcasting. Uh-huh. It's a lot easier to talk about movies you don't necessarily love because you can jump around with like, what are all the different parts that you have a complaint with. Yeah, uh, you know, which we may or may not have just done with Solo. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Versus Deadpool, where I'm like, well, what part did I not like? Well, I like this actor a lot, so we can talk about how much he's awesome. Uh, and by, by this a- actor, I was referring to um, the kid. I'm blanking on his name, but the one that played Hot Hands. Um, yeah. He's great. He was in Hunt for the Wilder People, mm-hmm. and he's awesome. Yeah. Uh, all the actors were great. Oh, yeah. All the main family actors, at least. Yeah. I mean, I would. I don't even know who, who you'd be referring to that wasn't a main family actor that wasn't good. I mean, they just had the most time so, to yeah. show off. So but I, I, I would even say the X-Force people, they were all great for the very limited screen time they had. <laughs> like I I'm just trying to think who who wouldn't be in that group. I thought TJ Miller was awesome uh, mm-hmm. in you know his role as a as a assassin barkeep. Yeah. Uh, bar, yeah. And I don't know, it's it just I like I have very little complaints with this movie. I'm not saying it was a perfect movie. Yeah. But I also don't necessarily know where I'd find fault. Yeah, just because it was just such a fun movie that just mm-hmm. did everything it needed to do, and super enjoyable. Yeah, so. yeah. My, we we discussed this before, but my mm-hmm. only complaint about this movie was the time travel rules were inconsistent. Oh yes, yes, we did talk about this, yeah. and actually, I, this is something that we could talk about because I am one who has also on this podcast before noted that I think time travel is stupid and should die and shouldn't exist. <laughs> I did not mind the time travel in this movie mm-hmm. because it it wasn't just, just like so. Right, explain yourself, then I'll I'll give my okay. My little. issue with the time travel was that uh, 
they had two different kinds going on during different parts of the movie mm-hmm. where you know the main one where cable jumps back in time he travels as him from the future mm-hmm. to the past and then occupies you know himself in the uh, he occupies his future body in the past mm-hmm. but when he goes back in time again to save deadpool yes. i'm gesturing twisting at my wrist but you can't see this because it's a podcast yes yeah. uh but when he goes back again he occupies the body that he had the first time he, they went through that uh and there was that in the end credit scene as well where uh wade was uh being wade at the time when he saved vanessa mm-hmm. but then he was also deadpool killing past deadpool from uh x-men origins and also killing ryan, ryan reynolds, reynolds before yes green lantern and yeah so it's like the all right so here is my rebuttal to that yes i think this movie just didn't really get bogged down with the rules of the time travel yeah i think that both of these things were acceptable and they they just had time travel being a thing that happened mm-hmm. not something that needed to be explained yeah and i think when movies try to explain time travel like i'm sure there's like some switch on the knob you know mm-hmm. that switch is like do you travel back in time as yourself or do you travel back in time uh you know as you in the past you in the past. yeah so it's i don't know it's yeah i think if this weren't a deadpool movie i would not or i would actually care but deadpool movies is all about not paying attention to the rules and not explaining certain things yeah i mean i would say even if it was there, there are other so you know what actually i i just watched an example of of a different uh i guess there was a tv show that uh-huh. that also i guess did two separate forms of time travel using the same device and that's jimmy neutron i have problems with that episode that we just watched too for yes. the same reason. no I, I i am sure i all i'm saying is that jimmy neutron worked because like it, it, it worked it wasn't bogged down by the rules of time travel necessarily yeah and like the one rule that they did try to keep is don't mess with the past mm-hmm. or else you might mess with the future and then they just immediately broke that rule yeah and i was like okay so let's just forget this this rule exists and just hope for the best uh-huh. and i think deadpool also was just like let's just time travel a thing let's just hope we don't mess with yeah you know and and i think because the less time you spend on trying to do time tap travel i think the better it is mm-hmm. they just have time travel be a thing and that happened and it worked yeah so i think if you're trying to make a fun story or you know an enjoyable story that is definitely the way to go if you're yeah. trying to make a serious sci-fi like arrival or uh interstellar yes, no, you have to have consistent I, you rules know and explain I, I, them. I i will give you i guess points for that but also i have serious issues with with both of those movies mainly interstellar but we talked about this on, we did on the sci-fi podcast like it's yeah but yeah so we don't need to get get back into it but yeah i i i I see what you were saying, mm-hmm. but it just, I think the fact that they didn't really acknowledge it uh, and just did whatever time travel they wanted to do. It was the right move. It was the right move. And yeah. I think it, it worked well with the movie. It allowed for 
it didn't distract from anything else. And, you know, while time travel was a key part of the ending of the movie, it just, yeah, it was done in a way that it placed, I guess, the prior, it, it placed more priority on the emotions of the character mm-hmm. and like the effect that this time travel had rather than um, having it be like time travel happened and because they time traveled, they saved the day. They time traveled so they could get to a point that was... I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's, I feel like the time travel served to advance the plot and like the characters uh-huh. and their emotions and all of that stuff rather than time travel being the MacGuffin. Gotcha. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because sometimes when you time travel to time travel, like if, if time travel is the goal, then that's what I think when it all think it's wonky and you can get bogged down yeah in the the quote unquote science yeah of time travel but mm-hmm. yeah so I, that's i think that's what i gotta say about that i thought it in this movie it worked yeah um they they, they did what they got they had to do and i think uh just a cautionary tale for marvel for infinity war <laughs> part two i i would suggest just let time travel happen. Don't get too bogged down in the details. I'm sure people yeah. are going to get annoyed of course. by it um, if you don't, I guess, go fully in depth because Marvel fanboys are will complain about everything. They will. Um, so I think if, because like, if you do time travel and you do it poorly, um, and like in a not entertaining way, they're going to complain. If you do it and you explain it one way, they're going to complain that it wasn't in a different way. Mm-hmm. If you just do it and don't even mention it, they're going to complain about that it wasn't talked about yeah so i think just do so marvel thank you for listening to my to, to this podcast yeah i appreciate it um please rate and yes, five star yes, yes marvel thank you. i would appreciate <laughs> that um but that being said if you only take one thing uh from this episode is just do what works best for the story not necessarily what works best for the time travel yeah that's that's what i got to say which because that's come that's it cannot be a thing because because mm-hmm. everyone's coming back for future movies yeah so so even though they haven't technically been announced yet that's yeah it's everyone yeah. knows spider-man black panther guardians it's all mm-hmm. happening so yeah so there we have it um yeah uh what what else want to talk about about deadpool um i don't know um because i think this is just a classic example of a movie that we just both really like yeah we could probably talk about a million different aspects of it about how much we liked it but because it was just a simple i wouldn't say easy to execute movie but like it was just oh i'm sure it was difficult to execute yeah it just so well they know what they had to do and they did it really well really um you know, it's it didn't drag. It didn't. Mm-hmm. It was. I mean, again, I I feel like we're describing it as a perfect movie, cause, but it it probably it probably wasn't. I I like other movies more, but yeah. like also I really like this movie, and yeah, I have very little to say negatively about it. So yeah, I can't imagine a better Deadpool too. I think. It's yes like, it's not a perfect movie but it's perfect for what it was trying to do it's it, it did exactly what it was trying to do mm-hmm. um actually here's something we can talk about uh yeah. where does deadpool go 
going forward because uh. in so so we have this big story um Vanessa dies and then story happens yeah oh and then that reminds me I do have another complaint about this movie ooh, another complaint ooh. uh that uh it felt like a movie where the girl dies so that the guy can go have a reason to have a story arc yes which you know because it happened right at the beginning kind of i felt a little icky watching the rest of the movie because of that you're not wrong mm-hmm. it's I, i'm not disagreeing with you at all it just wasn't something that necessarily it, it, it kind of crossed my mind because going into this movie i was like well vanessa and the first deadpool was a damn little distress yeah fully that was that's my biggest complaint about that first movie mm-hmm. and that was a, even a little bit distracting in this movie i didn't get i feel like if anything like yes she died to help the male character go forward I, but i feel like in this movie she was more of a fleshed out she was definitely full, better than the first she was movie, much yeah. better in in this movie than in the first one and although it's not perfect i think this is probably more of a comment on uh where the you know films that are being made are now yeah uh it wasn't like it felt on par with where things normally are yeah which isn't which wasn't distracting should it have been distracting maybe mm-hmm. um could they have done better definitely yeah um i don't necessarily know how because that's you know that those guys are really good writers yeah. and, I th- and i think they, they, they definitely took steps after the first one to try to make sure Vanessa was a better character in this movie, even though yeah. she dies in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, her role in this movie is so much more powerful, so you can feel it a lot more. And I think in Deadpool 3, if that happens, because Ryan Reynolds was talking about that he wasn't sure it was going to happen or not, yeah. in a Deadpool 3, I think her character could and should have a... A power. A po- you know, not necessarily a power, uh-huh but like a significant role like i'm mm-hmm. you know want to know what movie i think has the best love interest or a superhero movie has the best love interest story arc what and this is saying something about the industry <laughs> it's wonder woman and steve trevor really he say like like my sister i was talking to her after wonder woman uh-huh. and she was saying uh you know why you know why does he get to like have like this big decision why does he get to go and like save uh-huh. the world while wonder woman is also saving the world in just a separate way why does he get to fly the plane and sacrifice himself to yeah. do that big thing while wonder woman is she also gets to do that but why why does he get to do it and i was mm-hmm. saying well that's just because he's a fleshed out love interest and if it was the other way around that would be an amazing part for i guess the female love interest and it just yeah just it, this is the first time that we've really seen a good one. <laughs> it just so happens to be that it's switched, yeah. So it feels weird, um, but pretty much the point that uh, I'm trying to say is I think uh, Vanessa in Deadpool three I think could get to the point where even without powers like a, like Steve Trevor she could yeah do something mm-hmm. you know meaningful and impactful to the story because I mean there also there already is a female with superpowers that is awesome yeah in this movie and that's true does everything we need her to do i mean she doesn't undergo that huge of an arc just because she just comes in and yeah gets lucky and keeps getting lucky continually gets lucky yeah. mm-hmm. i think it, it would be very 
You know, that's what I want from a Deadpool 3 or a Domino. Ooh. Uh, I would like to see an arc with that character because this is a character that, like, luck just always goes her way. It would Until be interesting. It, it would be interesting yeah. to see how they would be able to get something to not go her way. How she would try to. Yeah, what happens when she puts one of the collars on? I mean, I'm sure. I, I mean, I don't even think the collars. I think collars. The collars are kind of lazy writing. I mean, um, yes. it, 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 they used it well in in De- in Deadpool two, mm-hmm. and I think they used it um, perfectly in having it like in that last scene where Deadpool puts a collar on. Yeah, that like anything he does like actually has real effect on his life yeah um i think if they use it in future movies it's either going to seem like a retread of the same emotional beats they did in this one or uh-huh. it's just going to be a convenient way to take away people's powers true that's that's lazy that's lazy writing which the deadpool writers aren't above true but they also they mentioned that they, they are multiple times willing to call themselves out on it. yes um but i think it it, it just wouldn't be interesting seeing mm-hmm. it again like Good lazy writing, you know, like how they did with the time travel and yeah, other various examples that they comment on in the movie. Um, I don't know. It's I, I think it'd be interesting to see how they would give this character that has like perfect luck, bad luck. Yeah, how they would be able to throw her through a loop. Yeah, and I think that would be a really interesting story. I don't know what it is, but if someone can think of it, please make it into a movie. Yeah, and I think even in like a Deadpool three, you could get that arc to happen yeah because i think there's room for it mm-hmm. i don't know it's that being said getting her to have a really good arc and also vanessa have a really good arc and deadpool plus all the other characters that they're going to introduce i assume cable's still going to be kicking around yeah it's there's a lot that being said if i i wouldn't mind a stronger part for both domino and vanessa yeah so i agree um but yeah, so the point. All right, so let's get back to what I was about to talk about before we started talking about uh, Vanessa, which is what happens next. So, that, like after the end credits, yeah, where Deadpool goes back and changes time, mm-hmm. unkills Vanessa. Yeah, and, well, that's pretty much the main thing. Main thing. How are they going to go forward in the next movie with it feeling like it still has stakes, even though they just undid pretty much all of the stakes in the yeah. movie do you, what are your thoughts on how they handled it and do you have any thoughts about how they're going to do it going forward i mean i guess it's similar to what you just said about the collars mm-hmm. if they use the time travel thing again it's just going to feel lazy and like they're retreading the same things yeah uh you know i think they may just have to do something where they right cable away uh Mm -hmm. he goes on another mission back into the past again but on his own or something um or just make a cable movie where it's just separate he just does his own thing yeah during the same time that deadpool 3 comes out but yes Yeah. yeah either have him go on his own mission or you know deadpool broke the time travel device by continuing to go into the past and changing things that he should not be changing uh, and now they need to fix things or something. I don't know. Yeah, and I think that could make sense. I think, um, you know, the first and foremost, now that they brought Vanessa back, they can't put her in danger again. Yeah. Like, she can't die. Mm-hmm. She can't be... Like, she has to save someone now. 
Yeah. I think is the... I think she's kind of joined the X-Force. Yeah, I mean, in the... Or, well, the, the theory is that she... Or that a lot of... That at least um, former guest of this podcast, Esther Rodriguez, has been uh-huh. saying is that she'll become death. Like the character The death. character death. Okay. Um, I don't necessarily know if I agree with that. Yeah. But also in the comics, her character had powers. It was... Uh, her name was a copycat uh-huh. and her powers were similar to mystique and that she can change into you know, shapeshift yeah yeah so i think they could give her powers mm-hmm. i don't necessarily know if i want that to happen like they could yeah but i would be just as happy if they had her be uh if they had her save deadpool like deadpool was stuck in a situation where i would mm-hmm. be i would be happy if deadpool 3 had Deadpool be the one that's trapped and had like the his uh you know his family trying to get him out of it yeah that'd be trying good. to save him that would be I think interesting and then we can also have some I guess not necessarily cutaway stuff but like we can have Deadpool off doing his own thing mm-hmm. um like in prison making new friends yeah I mean never probably not in prison because they were in prison in this movie but like trapped wherever he is trapped uh-huh. interacting with whoever the big bad that they're going yeah. up against someone continually cutting off his head so he can't escape himself yeah well yeah. not cutting off his head cutting off his body because that's true but i believe he grows back from the head that would make sense because yeah, then he could continue to talk yeah i think it's from the brain mm-hmm. would make sense that's that is something that they, they sh- please don't explain it but like <laughs> it could use an explanation of how he regenerates um so long as we don't Every time you cut off a finger, create a second Deadpool from that finger. Yeah, I, I'm good with that. Yeah, because like they, he got ripped in half. Yeah, by the Juggernaut. Mm-hmm. And his, like, in a new bottom half grew. Yeah, uh, from the top half. So that makes me think that it either comes from the heart or from the head. Yeah, and because he was continuing to talk to the camera. When he blew up in the very beginning of the movie, I guess is from the head, but no, probably again, it doesn't matter. It yeah. does not matter one mm-hmm. bit. Um, but yeah. So what was I saying? Talking about uh, where they were going to go forward. I also think yeah. it's with the time thing. Maybe they, it makes sense that they could do a uh, Deadpool kills the insert. That's true. Group of things to kill. Yeah. Where he's bouncing from different you know universes and mm-hmm. times and whatever and just killing and like doing what deadpool does yeah within all those different settings and i think the time travel opens that door mm-hmm. they want to explore it um i think that would be an interesting move it's kind of a risky move because again you could get bogged down by how all that stuff works yeah which is a very easy trap to fall into mm-hmm. which i was very happy they didn't in this movie but I think that's an easy segue yeah uh for that, the, for that they could do next or they could just do another fun new story mm-hmm. that i won't complain about yeah um also there's a uh x-force movie i think that's being thought about interesting um so i'll leave it Fair at enough. that yeah i don't know i, I would assume it would be with all the not dead characters yeah. So, like, Deadpool and Domino, they'd probably introduce, like... And I, I assume probably the ones that are 
on the team yeah. add on Negasonic, Chini's Warhead, and uh, Yukio. Yeah. Or, uh... But we'll see. Yeah. We will see. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Any anything else? I don't know. Like I, I'm trying to think of things that I could say. Like I could just mention other things I love in this movie. <laughs> like all the cameos. All the cameos. We can talk about the other characters we haven't mentioned. Like we barely talked about the uh, the big CGI fight between Colossus and uh, Juggernaut. Juggernaut at the end of the movie, which was awesome. We, yeah. You know the uh, the budding romance between Negasonic, Change Warhead, and, and Yukio, which mm-hmm. was which was cool. Yeah. And. I don't, I don't know. There was just a lot of cool stuff that, that we could talk about with this movie that it's just... Yeah. It we, just feels overly masturbatory. It does. Um, Or not masturbatory. Handjobatory. I'm glad we're finally putting our explicit... Yeah, no. I, 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 you know what? I kind of... I, I felt <laughs> like... I was like, you know, let's, let's make sure we get some <laughs> some some jokes in, involving... Yeah. We, we finally heard uh, Colossus say fuck. Yes. He does, in fact, curse. He does. When someone's... On their deathbed, yeah, at goes, least. Which is true. Um, we got to see the Juggernaut get an electric anal probe. Mm-hmm. That was fun. It's a very enthusiastic colonoscopy. Yes. Mm-hmm. That moment shocked me. <laughs> um, <laughs> what else? Uh, we got to see Deadpool's baby penis. That's true. As it was growing. Yep. The bottom half of himself as he was just shirt cocking it. <laughs> um yeah yeah so i think that's it i think so i think that's it um so yeah thanks guys for listening to the podcast yeah um don't forget to uh like download subscribe uh download i already said that google play itunes soundcloud yep um for this podcast as well as my other podcasts um on set with aaron koenig and uh popcorn confessionals yep and yeah to all that stuff please yeah. rate five stars or better mm-hmm. um i think we should race to six stars or better i'm tired of these five star ones we gotta start with six that is least. true all all of our is this, do we still only have the, that do we get any new ones let me check okay because because it seems like we're not getting that many new ones and i would really appreciate it if at least one new person um <clears throat> Uh, just left a review on on iTunes. It's actually, I don't know if my mom's gonna listen to this one because I <laughs> use inappropriate words and that would make me uncomfortable. So, mom, if you're listening to this, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it's still just uh, Mr. Warty eleven twenty ten and uh, Kyle two five twenty. Okay. So, thank you to the two of you, our yes. number one and number two fans. Yes. Any any more reviews? Again, we will read them on the podcast regardless or i will read them on the podcast regardless of what you say um try to keep it clean but like you know if we have another deadpool episode we want to go full yeah you know we will read whatever it says we just might bleep out some of it we might bleep it or if it's an episode like this we might not even bleep it mm-hmm. you know if you, if you want to write fuck in there you can you can fuck away but it's it's not necessary yeah yeah you don't have to i mean we'll read it all right but yes, so do all that stuff. iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Um, thanks for listening, guys. And see you next time. Ooh, fun teaser. Uh, I'm not. I haven't fully confirmed this yet. But fun teaser. I, we might have a uh, 
Bachelorette episode coming soon. So dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Grab your roses and your rosé and uh, get ready for that. So, All right. Bye.